Welcome back to Global LPG Conversations, Argus's podcast in which we cover global developments in LPG markets around the world. My name is David Appleton. Uh, I work for Argus in LPG and I'm today joined by my colleague Peter Wilton again. Hi, Peter. Hi, David. Um, Peter is the editor of our flagship LPG publication, Argus International LPG. And we have convened today to discuss what's going on in the market. And I think a few weeks ago, we probably weren't expecting to do this podcast, but there's been quite a lot going on in terms of uh, price movements and the reasons behind that. So we're going to look um, broadly at the global situation, then zero a little bit in on the European uh, side of things, uh, with Pete being uh, based in London and covering that market more more in depth. So. Pete, what's what's been going on? So, well, from almost nowhere, really, we've uh, suddenly seen uh, six-month highs in our Northwest European uh, propane benchmark for large cargoes. These are cargoes delivered into Amsterdam, Rotterdam, Antwerp. Um, so, assessed value for these cargoes currently stands at around uh, $720 a tonne, and this is up from uh, 550 as recently as the start of the year. Right. And then so that's what we've been seeing in Europe. But obviously, this is the global market we're talking about. And um, presumably there are global events behind this. So so what's the what are the underlying factors here? Yeah. Yeah. So as ever, as ever with um, you know Northwest European propane, we're buffeted, as you say, by global events, uh, events in the wider oil market and global LPG trading conditions, as well as um, local factors. So yeah, as ever, this is not going to be a simple explanation, uh, I'm afraid. Uh, but I'll start off with uh, three external factors uh, to our ARA market that are that's driving this uh, big surge in prices. So first of all, you've got uh, global crude prices. Uh, crude is sort of the primary driver of um, propane value, and these prices have had a very bullish start to the year. North Sea dated crude, the local benchmark, that's up by about $5 a barrel to around 86 and a half uh, currently and, and this was primarily supported by um, anticipated uh, recovery in Chinese um, oil demand as COVID-19 restrictions are lifted over there. So this crude gain it's it's about six and a half percent but the CIFARA gain I mentioned you know as we kicked off that's about 30 percent gain across the time frame. So clearly there's more going on than just a pretty boring story of bullish crude inflating uh, propane value. We need, you know, further factors. And a second, um, again, an external factor contributing to the bull run we're seeing is uh, loading delays for cargoes in Houston and other US uh, Gulf Coast uh, export locations. This has re been reducing uh, product available to bring into Northwest Europe. And this has been due to an, a pretty exceptional fog season they're having over there in the region. Delays have affected uh, well over 20 days now since November. Uh, this is up from just 11 days across the whole fog season uh, the prior prior year. The third and final, uh, you know, and by far, I think the most important external factor, external to the Northwest European market itself, uh, is a recent spike we've seen in Asia Pacific LPG demand, where massive buying interest in January, um, firstly from China, has seen prices really, really fly there. Um, so Chinese demand was very strong in early January, as lots of buying was crammed into a very short period. This was due to, uh, first of all, disrupted operations in December due to um, large-scale COVID infections of the population over there. So this saw some late December demand, you know, deferred into the early Jan market. But then also uh, exacerbating uh, this phenomenon was was the typical spike we see in 
Chinese demand around this time of year uh, ahead of the Lunar New Year holidays in the second half of January. So basically you had um, you had late December demand and late January demand all sort of crammed into this early January market. This caused prices to you know really spike and uh, surge and you know having seen this the rest of the market you know usual uh, traders with shorts uh, into winter heating um, buyers or indeed the petrochemical market they jumped into the buy side also and this you know just amplified the peak so the reason this is you know relevant uh, to us in Northwest Europe is that you know Northwest Europe is a, a region that requires significant net inflows and uh, we must of course compete globally to pull in these tons so the Asia Pacific strength and it really was strong over there you know very soon i.e immediately really gets reflected in our market and our prices lpg uh you know nowadays for a very long time really it's truly a globally uh, traded commodity you you load your your cargo on a ship in in regions of, of net length like uh, the mid-east gulf of course but also um uh, the us and then you pointed at regions that are net short of product and you pointed at the region that's offering you the greatest returns for doing so you know net net of your costs Right, um, that's a really uh, excellent um, explanation summary of the the situation, Pete. And just to um, touch on Asia a bit more, we will look into this in more depth in in a future podcast with our um, Singapore and Shanghai uh, teams, because obviously this is to some extent an evolving situation. They've just had um, Lunar New Year there, so in principle there is a local change in the market conditions because of that. Um, but definitely that's something that we'll explore in more depth with our team in, in Asia. Um, but moving back to Europe, we've discussed the factors outside the market around crude, around fog, around Asia. But what's going on more locally? Because if I go back to December, um, and in fact, even early January, most of the people I was talking to were saying we've got lots of LPG. There hasn't been much of a winter yet, which has uh, been problematic. So, so, So what's going on there? So yeah, with regards to whether heating demand is playing a role, it's sort of yes and no at the moment. So true, it's uh, it's very cold uh, currently, and we're seeing below average temperatures across you know many of the key downstream uh, heating markets that are served out of the ARA trading hub. But crucially, uh, as you say, stocks were were high late last year, and they remain high, and there's there's two things in play uh, causing that. First, that simply you know it might be cold now but but temperatures across the the across winter have been consistently uh, above average uh, bar some very sort of short cold snaps but second and i think more importantly stocks prior to winter um were topped up to the maximum extent possible really suppliers um if we just go back to sort of the third quarter last year suppliers were very worried about being able to secure tons in winter with with potential eu sanctions looming for, for russian lpg that you know haven't come to pass but there was worries about that and, and that would have severely impacted the market because eastern european demand a lot of that is satisfied from from the east from russia so that would have, have otherwise been supplied from ara so the local ara guys were very concerned about this and topped up their stocks massively um, right and I guess very the infamous, I guess now seven hundred dollars per ton premium on on Fobara probably came into play there as well, didn't it? Yeah, yeah. So concerns about seeing anything even approaching that sort of level we saw um, late in the heating season last year. Um, yeah, absolutely. That was in the forefront of people's minds. They wanted to be fully stocked before right. you know before the mercury dropped. Yeah, that 
makes sense in this, in that we've got higher stocks and uh, it hasn't really been the heating demand that's made a difference. Uh, that being the case, where is the buying come from coming from locally? Yeah, so it's uh, basically been increased propane intake into the petrochemical sector uh, in Europe, uh, namely uh, the region's uh, steam cracker operators. Demand's been very strong uh, from them of late. Uh, for most of January, uh, propane has enjoyed substantial discounts to uh, compete with the competing feedstock, uh, NAFTA, which was, was firm uh, on some strong buying from the gasoline uh, blending sector. So from the close of last year, the spread between uh, these two, that is the propane discount, uh, widened massively uh, and is, was well above uh, three figures on a dollar per tonne basis um, within the very uh, first days of, uh, of this year. And this was a level we hadn't seen since before winter, really. So far, as we've sort of moved this conversation more locally, we've only been talking about one side of the market, right? We've been talking about demand. When a large contributor to the gains uh, we, we've been seeing has been uh, enduring weak local supply. LPG uh, availability uh, in the region, it remains still constrained as it was all of last year um, by the region's really sky-high natural gas prices, which have come down a lot. That's covered in sort of the wider media quite a bit, but they're still very, very high uh, compared to sort of historical norms. And these highs, um, they uh, they trim LPG availability in two ways. Uh, first of all, gas producers leave LPG in the natural gas streams. For instance, uh, Norwegian natural gas uh, liquids production um, hit three month lows in, in December uh, as you know this was taking place upstream and uh, ship tracking data from Fortexa. It put Norwegian LPG exports in December at around 325,000 tonnes. Um, this is down about a third year on year, and we're consistently seeing big, um, big drops. Uh, the second way the high natural gas prices affect um, LPG availability is uh, trimming refinery supply. Uh, simply, ref refiners just burn LPG as a fuel rather than buy more expensive natural gas. So. This weak local supply picture, which has been running for a long time now, basically means we're we're much more exposed than we used to be to factors uh, elsewhere, such as you know this January uh, Asia price spike. And yeah, what, what I'm sort of getting at here is, is my key point is that you know whilst the Asia Pacific demand side of the story is key to CIFARA, that's basically what's driving it. We're more exposed to these effects due to our the local factors, the local curb supply. Because now, if you need a cargo, an extra cargo in Europe, um, North Sea tons are much harder to find. So you, you've got to go out there and, and compete with other regions, you know, namely Asia, for cargo. So you, if they're paying up, you, you've got to pay up if you want the product. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. This is definitely uh, a new um, trend that we've seen over the past year, and I think that natural gas prices really kind of the key factor again it's external but it's something that's making a difference to to the local market um even to the point where i believe a couple of weeks ago there was a, a story in a local newspaper around the lack of lpg supply coming into to one of the regions of europe and you know that when you're making kind of these more mainstream uh, news outlets that this is certainly becoming something uh worth paying attention to then i guess the question on everyone's mind is, is kind of like what next now of course we have a consulting uh division who we will check in with uh, for this podcast and for uh other channels as well in terms of the um kind of official argus view but if i can just pick your brain on your feel on what's going to happen next in terms of these these prices and and the situation 
Yeah, sure. I, simply, I, I don't see the sort of numbers we're seeing now. You know, the $700 per tonne for large cargoes is, is being sustainable at all. So in uh, in Asia, and it is Asia that's sort of driving this, um, it's primarily buying into China's propane dehydrogenation sector. This is where propylene is produced um, from uh, propane and only propane in, in single feedstock units. It, it was buying from that sector that drove the, you know, the bull run that's such a big part of this story. And the rise in prices has put margins in the very same sector firmly in negative territory with propylene prices below propane. So the business model, you know, doesn't quite work. So that's got to lead to demand destruction in the east. Um, and as I've been saying, we, you know, we're so exposed to other regions, the weakness in the east will then, you know, cascade to other markets, including ours. And then locally, uh, you know, as I mentioned, it's, it's the steam cracker demand that's, you know, the key prop. Uh, on the buy side here, not heating demand, despite it being winter. Now, the, the former, demand from the former is very flexible, but demand from the latter, you know, is essentially inflexible. So, so again, we could see some demand destruction more locally as propane feedstock, propane, rather than propane being consumed as feedstock, NAFTA is instead, and, and, and NAFTA is looking quite long at the moment. So that's, it's viable that 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 will happen to, to a great extent, I think. Um, and that's despite Russian NAFTA being about to be uh, subject to, to sanctions. Um, so in addition to that, Northern Hemisphere winter, although heating is not a massive factor, it is obviously still causing, it's still, you know, considerable offtake uh, with it being winter, it's just, you know, below average offtake. But Northern Hemisphere winter is, you know, about a couple of months uh, from being from done really, and, and from being done and stocks are high. As I said, so I can't see heating demand coming back to drive prices upwards, you know, if and when petrochemical consumption falls back. Currently, um, if you look at the forward curves for Sifara propane, it's steeply backwardated, i.e. Uh, prompt value is far above the prices for months further out. Our spot price, as I've said, is, is north of 700, about 720 at the moment. But indications of swaps values for uh, the summer months are down in the high 500s. Uh, you, you recall, you know, at the start of this uh, podcast, I mentioned that we open the year at about that level, about $550 per tonne. So, you know, perhaps this is as good, a good as any point to conclude. Uh, the swaps yeah. market seem to indicate we'll, we'll be back there, you know, or thereabouts before long. Very interesting. Okay, so to, to summarise, a lot of potential indicators to see things going down, but of course, uh, who knows what will be thrown at the market next. We've seen a lot of things change the picture pretty quickly. So I guess we should uh, check in down the line and see how this plays out. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, another update will be will be needed before long, I'm sure, on, on another podcast because, you know, it, it, this January market, if it's shown anything really, it's that um, things remain very volatile and, and quite amazingly still driven in large part the dislocations of supply and demand from from the effects of COVID-19, yeah, even three years after the, the pandemic began. Right. Brilliant. Okay. Thank you very much, Pete. That was really interesting. Uh, thanks for your time again, and uh, we'll talk again soon. Cheers. Cheers, David. Thank you.